welcome, 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 y'all. Ukrainian war is in its 11th or maybe 12th week at this point and <laughs> uh, yesterday CBS News reported US Russian defense chiefs hold first call since Russia invaded Ukraine that would have been on 5-13-2022. Couple months behind, aren't we guys? <laughs> Defense Secretary and Military Industrial Complex Advocate member, uh, former Chief of Raytheon, Lloyd Austin, Defense Secretary, spoke with his Russian counterpart Defense Minister Sergei Shigou, Friday for the first time since Russia initiated its invasion of Ukraine. Bro, you're a wee bit late. <laughs> uh, according to a readout from the Pentagon, during the conversation, conversation, Shishin, Biden moment, sorry. Shigoyu Austin urged an immediate ceasefire in Ukraine and emphasized the importance of maintaining lines of communication. Shouldn't we have been communicating with Russia? Uh, I don't know, maybe like as soon as they invaded? <laughs> uh, I mean, they were amassing troops on the Ukrainian border for quite a while before the invasion. That might have been the time to open up lines of communication, but instead the Biden administration chose to make threats in the media uh, and let Russia know there would be sanctions and consequences if Russia invaded. Sanctions for invading a sovereign nation uh, now keep in mind Russia and Ukraine have been fighting a secret war over the Donbass region since 2014 uh, with the help of you know an American puppet government and then this Zelensky came along and still every government's corrupt but the Ukrainian government still has its corrupt figures. Russia, P Putin, they're all corrupt. Um, and, and that's the United States too, everywhere. Um, but this line of communication should have started before the war. Uh, the United States at least used to up until 15 months ago had the ability to prevent wars. Everyone and their brother, even the people that do
do not like Donald Trump, uh, such as uh, former uh, advisor to Trump, John Bolton, and for, former Bush advisor, John Bolton, uh, or he was UN representative, pardon me, under Bush. Even he said, if we had not elected this tired old man king, that Russia would not have invaded Ukraine. But instead of tough talking around things, when Putin and Biden met uh, a year or so ago, that probably should have been one of the things, uh, don't invade other sovereign nations no matter what. Instead, Biden gave Russia a list of American infrastructure to, I mean, not to attack. Biden told Russia, hey, your hackers and bots and whatever attack these facilities, these critical infrastructure points in the United States. No, actually, Biden tried to say these are off limits. Oh yeah, Putin's going to listen to this elderly man that can't string together five words. So now, like I said, three months into the war in Ukraine, the United States is floating more and more money in there. Allegedly, we're giving them intelligence and the cap- uh, Ukraine intelligence and the capability to blow up Russian warships. Um, so this, now we want to open communications with Russia. A lot too late in the game. Um, could have happened when Russia was aligning troops instead of making petty threats about sanctions, which Germany ended up carrying out, not the United States. we could have tried diplomacy we could have tried saber rattling Um, instead it's Russia doing the saber rattling and then some and the United States tired old man that's been elected King Biden uh, just stammering his way through this What a sad day. Fifteen months ago, China was nipping at our heels to be the the hegemon, the world superpower. Ten, fifteen years ago, the United States was the only superpower in the world. After the Berlin Wall fell and the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, 1989-91, the United States was the only superpower. I honestly feel we've been surpassed by China. I think, you know, there are other countries that are nipping on our heels to be in second place. And all this has taken place in 15 months. North Korea is back to its old ways of uh, experimenting with uh, nuclear missiles, shooting off test missiles. Uh, you know, all this, that, and the other thing because of mean tweets, (laughs) getting back to Twitter, 
uh, all because Donald Trump was not a nice person in a lot of people's eyes. So we elect a, uh, I can't call him a leader, a president that can't lead, that doesn't have the mental capability. Yeah, he'll tell his stories to a bunch of kids at a swimming pool where he was a lifeguard 70 years ago about how he, how tough he was and how, you know, they used to have razor blades and they'd bang him on the, the edge of the sidewalk to, uh, and dip them in water to make them rusty so they'd give you rust poisoning and he had a six foot length of chain and all this ridiculous stupid stuff that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth in one of the pres Democrat presidential debates he said 150 million Americans have died since the assault weapons ban was lifted by George W. Bush that's half the damn country. So half of the people listening to and watching this are dead. I might be dead. I don't know. According to Biden, 150 million of us died. And now... <laughs> somebody that used to be a top official at a military contractor, uh, Lloyd Austin, our defense secretary... He used to be a top official at Raytheon after he retired from the military and now is back in the federal government, is going to open lines of communication with Russia. Oh, thank heavens for I don't know what. Turkey also has a, a say in European politics and NATO get to that on the other side of this uh, resetting of my brain, trying to figure out what the hell happened to my country in the last 15 months. It's like I didn't live in the same country I did what, like two years ago or a year and a half ago. There's no way Michael J. Fox was really playing that guitar in that scene. He cannot play like that. If he can, wow. Um, but the Turks, the nation of Turkey, is threatening to contest the admission of Finland and Sweden when they applied to NATO. On Thursday, Finland expressed its intention to rapidly apply for NATO membership, and Sweden is expected to decide soon whether it will do the same. Ergden told reporters in Istanbul, that's the president of Turkey, um, the, yeah, the president of Turkey in Istanbul is a city in Turkey, for those of you that don't know. Um, he told uh, reporters Friday he has been following these developments, but added, we don't hold a positive views on them. 
according to Reuters. Turkey is one of NATO's 30 members, and every member has to back the admission of a new member for an application to be approved. Erdogan's, Erdogan's, E-R-D-O-G-A-N, Erdogan's opposition to Finland and Sweden entering the military allies, therefore would derail any attempts by the two Nordic countries to join. That would be a major victory for Russia's president, who strongly objected to NATO expansion, and this week vowed to take retaliatory steps after Finland's leadership announced plans to apply. Finland and Sweden have been very adamant also that they are not afraid of Russia. Uh, Finland and Sweden both border Russia and Russia doesn't want any more interference. At least it's Political oligarchs do not. They don't want any more NATO nations on their borders. Okay? Why? What do they have to cover up? What do they fear? I honestly don't know why NATO still exists, to be honest with you. But there are, you know, military industrial complex reasons. There are, um, Nations like Sweden and uh, Finland, couldn't remember the other one, as well as Ukraine, that know that they cannot fight a war against Russia on their own. Article 5 of the NATO agreement says an attack on one NATO country is an attack on all. So that is why... NATO has not directly rushed into Ukraine, but are helping them with proxy, a proxy war, they're calling it. That's why the United States is sending billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine when we have plenty of problems of our own right here in this country. But, again, the United States has the tendency to take care of others before they take care of their own for some reason. Um, I know the theory is, well, someday we'll need their help in some way, shape, or form, but as you see, let's take Kuwait, for example. 1991, we drove Iraq out of Kuwait. Uh... How did Kuwait ever help the United States since then? Nothing. But George Bush and uh, Margaret Thatcher, George Bush the first, George H.W., uh, had to be the world policeman and, you know, the new world order and we're which I'm not a New World Order conspiracist or anything, but um, now it's not a conspiracy anymore. But anyways, uh, George George H.W. had to, you know, be the one to, you know, drive Iraq out of Kuwait. 
and yeah, there were other nations involved, like uh, Great Britain and so on, but these things are always much more funded and supported by American troops than um, other nations. So Finland and Sweden want to join NATO for protection. You know, Russia is expanding. Uh, you know, they want to absorb parts of Ukraine. Uh, now, there are no parts that I know of in Sweden and Finland that identify as Russian or speak Russian. But nonetheless, uh, there's a fear of Vladimir Putin because he's nuts. And so these other countries want to join up for protection and for help. And Turkey says they're, they're not a fan of this. What, what were... Um, uh, Erdogan's words exactly. Let me scroll back up here. Um, we don't hold a pot. We do. Yeah, we don't hold positive views. That's the quote. We don't hold positive views. Said Erdogan when it comes to Sweden and Finland, uh, Turkey, and a lot of Europe get their uh, oil and gas, natural gas, from Russia. And the United States is missing a big opportunity here by not turning on the pipeline, or turning on the faucet, that, that might be a better term, uh, and feeding um, oil and gas to Europe, which needs it because uh, Russia is starting to cut it off. And Turkey probably <clears throat> knowing that renewable energy is not reliable yet doesn't want to have its natural gas and oil supply cut off by the Russians. So, <clears throat> just a strange time in the world to see all of this and see, you know, Russia went from being a crumbling country to being run by the mafia to now being run by essentially a dictator in Putin and Russian oligarchs um, who are in bed with Putin. And what's, what's the world doing? What's the United States doing? Ooh, we seized one of Vladimir Putin's supposed yachts Oh, we're seizing property and, and money of billionaire oligarchs. And here we have Turkey, somebody that should be an ally to the United States. Uh, we've never had a, any ill will with Turkey. Uh, basically saying they're going to side with Russia on this. And don't want Sweden and Finland in NATO. I mean, what, what would Turkey have against Sweden and NATO, or Sweden and Finland joining NATO? Nothing other than not wanting to piss off Russia. So, and again, this all revolves around the United States being so weak in the world's eye. Remember when the Chinese diplomats told the American diplomats, you should not come at China 
as if you're in a position of strength. Remember that? Way back when there was a summit uh, up in, I think it was Alaska, between China and uh, Secretary Blankenship. Mm. Pardon me, Secretary Blinken. Uh, and the Chinese told the Americans, hey, step off. You're not a power anymore. <laughs> you don't have power over the world. Didn't happen under Donald Trump. Didn't, hap didn't even happen under Barack Obama. Now, the communist Chinese did have to explain capitalism to... <laughs> to Obama and his administration at one point, but that's a whole other story. And believe it or not, even though, uh, you know, they have the, what seems like a communist government, the communist government of China has a lot of capitalist ideals. They're just, uh, every company in the, in China has to be run and somehow affiliated with the Communist Party. That's what makes China a communist country. But they think in terms of making money. But that's a whole other story. So, I don't understand why Turkey is bowing down to the Ruskies. I just don't get it. So, anyhow... And maybe Turkey just doesn't want World War Three, and they think appeasing Russia is going to be the thing. Uh, I don't know. Nothing will change with this relationship with Russia until, you know, Putin probably dies. He's going to stay in office for life, and somehow, maybe some way, there we get some form of democracy in Russia because a lot of the Russian people don't like Putin and don't like their government but they get the hell beat out of them if they object to what Russia or what Putin and essentially the, the remnants of the communist KGB do so that is that pray for one another God bless y'all Thanks for watching and listening. Wild, wild times. Nanu, nanu, as Mork from Mork would say. I'll see you next time, Orson.